Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super excited about today's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Stacia Matthews all about the planner-photographer relationship. Stacia and I chat about why having a good and strong connection to wedding planners is one of the best ways to grow your business into the next tier or market. Stacia shares her advice, tips, and things to avoid when cultivating these meaningful and authentic relationships with wedding planners. A little bit about Stacia before we get started is that she is a destination wedding photographer based on the East Coast. She's also a former high school English teacher that is translating those skills into coaching creatives and her zone of genius is helping them strategize and cultivate their businesses. I'm so excited that she's here and I can't wait for you guys to listen to today's episode. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Seisha, can you say hi to everyone? Hey, everyone. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I love your podcast and I feel so honored to get to talk with you today. Oh, I'm so happy you like the show. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have you here. And we're, you know, I'm really excited to talk about the planner slash photographer relationship, you know, as a photographer who myself and working with planners only, it's such a, I'm very excited and passionate about this topic. So I'm excited to pick your brain and um, know what you know now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that. So before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Sure. So I'm Stacia Matthews. I'm a destination wedding photographer based on the East Coast. I'm currently living in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I started kind of like a lot of people in the industry. I was a former high school English teacher who was overworked and underpaid. And I finally got fed up and I was like, okay, I've got to start figuring out what I can do that's going to fill my cup 
and kind of bring the creativity back into my world. And so my husband bought me a just rebel camera and I started like a lot of people just taking pictures of like whatever I could. And then it turned into starting to dabble with people a little bit. And then finally I got hired for my first wedding without ever shooting a wedding before it was an emergency situation. 10 out of 10 don't recommend (laughs) (laughs) big learning lesson, but I left that wedding feeling on fire and that was seven years ago. And it's been like the craziest, most joyous ride ever since. And so now we're here in Charlotte and I've got twin boys and I'm just, I'm just chasing after where I can find the the best brunch in the cities that I'm in. So that's all I'm all about. (laughs) Oh, I love a good brunch. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Brunch. So good. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I love that you had that outlet of photography and your husband gave you this camera and now you, here you are with a full fledged successful business. That's incredible. Yeah, it couldn't have worked out any better if he tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, you know, I'm excited to to really pick your brain and talk about this topic. And, you know, maybe we can just start with, you know, can you explain, you know, or, or start to explain what is the planner photographer relationship? Yes. So it is a vital relationship, as I've like grown to kind of call it, it is basically the key to for at least me and a lot of photographers that work with planners only it is the key to a solid client experience and so when i started looking at it from that perspective of one i want to make sure that my client experience is the best that it can be but i also want my working experience to be the best that it can be it kind of like changed the dynamic for me and by work experience i definitely mean like you know, if you think about it, if you have like, I am so sorry, my headphone fell off. That's okay. No problem. <laughs> okay, I'll start that over. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it from the perspective of like, if you had a corporate job and your work environment was toxic or you weren't happy with your job, a lot of times it has to do not necessarily with what you do, but with the people that you work with, like the adults, as I always said, when I was teaching, it's the adults, never the kids. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like, you know what, like, I have built a business that I am passionate about from a creative standpoint, it fills me from a client standpoint, it fills me, but something that was kind of missing was working on creative teams where I was actually excited to show up because I knew that the relationship between the planner and I was stellar, like, Essentially, the pl- I look at the planner as like my boss on a wedding day, although like they aren't my quote unquote boss, but they are the boss of the wedding. <laughs> so yeah. um, I want to make sure that I'm enjoying that and it makes me perform better, which then makes the client experience even better because I'm able to do my job when I'm working with effective people. Um, yeah. And so that's why that relationship is so critical. Yeah, I I love that. Like your client experience is increasing because you're happier at your job. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Imagine that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people in corporate. I like that you mentioned corporate America because I was in corporate America before I went out on my own. Mm -hmm. And if you have have a terrible boss, you're like, I hate this place, you know? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It can like make or break the experience, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think, or, or maybe you can share more about your light bulb moment? You know, why is this type of relationship important to you and your business? Like what, you know, can you talk maybe about the changes or like what, you know, your experience thus far? Yeah. So the moment it kind of clicked for me is I kind of had, I kind of started slipping back into this like mode of like, I won't say burnout per se, but just like feeling very uninspired and feeling like I'm doing the same things. I'm shooting the same way. I'm working with the same people and not that like, no, not to that at all. I love, I mean, I honestly have been so blessed that I haven't had many like poor vendor experiences, but um, I just kind of felt like I wanted to be a little more intentional about how I was spending my time. And the biggest catalyst for this was like, I got pregnant with the twins and I was like, well, if I'm going to leave my family to go be with somebody else's family, like it needs to be a fit all around, like not just with the client. And so I kind of started on this journey of, okay, I'm not going to look at the planner as like a source of jobs or referrals or whatever. I'm actually going to start working with people that I just enjoy being around so that I can do my job better without feeling like this weird energy or pressure on the wedding day. And so I kind of started approaching it like dating, essentially, Mm -hmm. like on a surface level, do I even like this person as a human instead of like just a working partner? Like, do our brands align? Do our missions align? Do the align? Do the things that we um, are passionate about, do they align? And not that like I'm looking for a clone of myself, but like I'm looking for somebody that I fit kind of adjacent to and they fit with my brand also adjacent to. Um, And so, I stopped thinking about like, oh, I want to shoot one of, you know, XYZ, this amazing planner's wedding, like, and just really got to the nitty gritty of, do I like this person on a human level? And then from there, if I was like, I think I could like this person as, as a human, um, we, I started kind of digging into building the beginning stages of that relationship. And this has been like a two year journey at this point. Mm-hmm. And like some of them have turned into, you know, they've referred me to a wedding or we've gotten to collaborate or whatever. And then on another level, I've just made these like vendor friends who they mentioned my name in rooms that I, I didn't even know that I could be part of. And that's because we've been building this relationship over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's so incredible, you know, and I think you're coming from it with such a, a unique and important perspective. It's like, you're looking at them as humans instead of like meal tickets. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because nobody wants to feel used. So like, you need to approach this from a genuine standpoint. Yeah, yeah, genuine. I think you have to really, yeah, I mean, it's, I was just talking about this with my last guest, like you don't want to mass email people or Mm -hmm. stuff that's impersonal, because it feels impersonal, you know? Yeah, it's like, they're not going to want to talk to you because you're just one of many instead of one of one. Exactly. Yeah. I I love that. So, you know, from your experience, you know, what have you found to be the most helpful in this relationship? You know, how are you cultivating it? How are you keeping it going? You know, what, how has it, you know, in a sense, you know, made you full, you know, filled up your cup, as you say. Totally. So, you know, for me, it started with just base level researching, researching their brands, 
observing their brand and how they operate and how they move and, you know, paying attention to socials. That's like literally the world has made it so easy for us to connect in a sense, like, because you have access to people that are like totally outside of your immediate area. Um, And so I'm a big proponent of that. Like before I ever even would approach somebody, if I'm approaching them, I'm not just like, oh, I followed them today and tomorrow I'm going to start DMing them or like I'm going to email them or whatever. Like I don't operate like that. It's coming from a genuine place of I'm observing. I'm I'm almost like keeping notes or keeping tabs as creepy as that sounds. (laughs) But that's so that... I know when I have a conversation with them, finally, I'm bringing things to the conversation that lets them know that I can identify with them and that I've been paying attention and I'm genuinely interested in who they are and how they serve. And that's always my go-to question is, you know, whenever I do kind of make that first move, I just want to know how you serve your clients and like how you, how's, how do you operating your business. And I ask some questions about themselves because we as people, we love to talk about ourselves. So it is like the easiest way to get in is not to talk about you, but to talk about them right. and let them kind of uh, share some things about you. And it instantly like opens them up and like kind of evens that playing field for the conversation. Yeah. And I let them kind of guide if they want to know more about me and more about my brand, I let them, you know, extend that invitation to me Mm -hmm. yeah but you're not pushing for it exactly yeah exactly and then from there you know I just kind of let it progress like you know maybe a lot of times I know that like people don't like going to coffee and they don't like zoom and things like that so I kind of read the room like you can kind of get a vibe for if they're into that or not and if not it's like totally fine I'll just wait and attend an event that I know that they'll be at or if I'm going to be in the same city as them you know I'll extend an invitation there so it's very neutral it's never like go to coffee with me and you know like it's never like a forceful kind of situation I just like things to organically kind of fall into place and so that we can connect in a genuine way yeah I love that so what have you found that was not helpful yeah, I. it was funny that you brought up like the mass email thing because it always <laughs> makes me rich. And I feel like I'm like far enough removed from this now that I can like share when I first got started in the industry. I was definitely the person that was like mass emailing, not only just planners, but like other photographers just like casting my net because like I just didn't know, right? Like I was literally yeah. just starting. And uh you know, just emailing anybody that I could and trying to get FaceTime in front of all these people. And I look back now and I'm like, dang, that was so brazen because (laughs) (laughs) that was so wild that you did that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like definitely do not do that. Nothing good comes from just mass doing everything. Like you have to be intentional with who you reach out to, why you're reaching out to them and making sure that your brand actually aligns with theirs not just like you are completely you know different than not that like you can't have different people but if your end goal is to like aspire to maybe have a working relationship with this person make sure your brand's aligned if that's not like your full goal and like that's not even on your radar you just like that person as an individual then like by all means but I think that you need to make sure that you've got something complementary between you two because it's just a great like neutral ground for you guys to start communicating with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So maybe, you know, I'd love for you to outline maybe some of the key benefits of having a solid creative 
partner relationship. You know, I, yeah. I, I would love for you to just sort of, you know, obviously it's different for everyone, but maybe you can just, you know, for you, what do you think? Totally. So for me, that key partnership is like everything. It, it makes the, the entire process runs smoother because now that I know how this person operates, I know kind of like what they're into. I know their style. I know how they serve their clients. Like I know all this key information that helps me put together, you know, a background for them. I know how to approach the process. I know what kind of questions to ask that will be beneficial for both myself, the planner and the client. I know how to insert myself in things I need to insert in and how to pull back on things that I know because I'm like, well, I know that, you know, this person, you know, this planner, you know, they build their timeline like this because we've had conversations about this apart from this client. And so I don't have to insert myself as heavily, you know, or I can pull back or whatever. Um, And then on the wedding days, it's just epic because (laughs) you are working with somebody that has turned into like this genuine friend or this genuine working partner. And it's like you're you're yin and yang kind of situation. And um, on the wedding day, you know, they know how to let you lead. I know how to let them lead. It's very symbiotic. And, you know, it creates this like great experience for for the client, which is like the end goal for all of this, right, is to have this amazing client experience. So, you know, what should you avoid when you're trying to foster these connections? Um. I try to avoid just like very generic conversations. I really try to go ahead and get to a deeper level so that I can fill out the, the vibe of, are we going to be able to work well together or not? So I try to like not go with just the small talk, basic questions, like really investigate these brands and these people behind the brands and kind of s- just get in there and ask them like, the questions that matter, whether it's from a personal standpoint, like maybe, you know, you're connecting over motherhood or, you know, personal things that you're passionate about, you know, within our world or, um, which by the way, that has been like the best over the last two years is I've connected with most people based on just things that they posted in their stories or on their feeds that they're passionate about, like whether it's an organization or, um, you know, uh, something political or whatever the case may be. Like, it has been so fun to connect with people who align even on those values and things and just like know that they're serving their clients in the same way that I would serve mine because they've got the same type of heart behind their brand and behind them as a person as I do. Like, that has been the best. So um, definitely just asking key questions, questions that matter. would be my my best advice on that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So before you said, you know, you would go to events where they are, you know, mm-hmm. so you like ming- be in that mingling, put yourself in the room. Totally. I mean, how are you nervous? <laughs> like, what do you, <laughs> you know, how do you prep yourself for this? Because me, I'm like an introvert extrovert. I know I have a podcast, uh-huh. but I'm like literally in my home. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I am like a mix of both and I get nervous but then I'm excited. But then I, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Like I met a photographer that I really look up to at Engage mm-hmm. and we had talked before. And then we, she and I had this really long conversation and I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
I love you even more. (laughs) I want to be like part of your world in any way possible. So I feel like getting over those fears or nerves, you know, like how do you approach, you know, going up to someone that you admire and want to work with? Oh my gosh. I relate to that so much. I am still even the person who like before wedding days, I'll be on the phone with my husband, like driving to the venue and being like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like, what if they hate me? <laughs> like, especially, like, if I haven't met the client at all, which is like becoming so much more prevalent now. And I'm like, Oh my God, everything's going to be terrible today. Um, but I just always remember, I just, I try to assume that people are the same on this. I know they're not. I know that they're extroverted people, but I think that there's some level of anxiety before you meet somebody, especially if they're aspirational or if they are like somebody who knows that like you two don't have any like prior connections. Like this is a totally new kind of scenario. I try to think that maybe there's a little nerve on their part too. Um, But I think a lot of it just comes with like confidence. I just always before I go to events, like even next week, I literally almost told my husband yesterday that I wanted to cancel. (laughs) And I know you and I are going to the same event next week. But I was like, Oh, my God, there's so many people there that like I haven't had a chance to meet before and that I want to meet and I'm gonna have to go up and introduce myself and like, Oh, my God, that makes me want to throw up. Um, but I try to think that like literally what I did yesterday was reflect back onto my own brand. And I'm like, no, like these are the things that I've accomplished in the last, you know, couple of years that I've been on the same journey. And like, you know, this is who I am and I'm very like grounded in who I am and who my brand is. And I can just speak from that. And that kind of just gives me the confidence boost that I need. I'm like, no, like I, I can be in the same room. Cause that's usually my issue is like, I'm like, do I deserve to be in this room? Which is like the dumbest question because of course you deserve to be in this room. Right. Um, but just like working on that inner confidence, working on, you know, I'll do like some affirmations before I go in to get my mind in the right space. Like just kind of working from within. I try to do that to kind of mask my nerves. Exactly. Yeah. Like little power poses are very helpful. Like, I like that you said, I deserve to be in this room. Like, that's a good affirmation. Like, I deserve to to be in this room. And I think I intend, I attended my first engage in, I don't know when it was now, feels like forever ago, but in New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's a mixed room. Like it's a mixed bag of like Mm -hmm. people just, you know, first timers, people who've been there 10 times, people have like literally been from the beginning Mm -hmm. and, you know, the range of levels of, you know, success too. So I think it was such a good equalizer. I, you know, because everybody's in the same room and everybody's just a person, you know, they're just exactly. Oh my gosh, you're right. They're just human. Like, I think we put these people on like pedestals, but like at the end of the day, they're human just like us. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you said in the beginning of the show where you're, you're trying to, you want to connect with people that are nice human beings and on your level and like someone you want to be friends with and work with, Mm -hmm. you know, if you meet someone at an event and they're like rude to you, it's like, all right, we'll move on. Yep. (laughs) You You can mark them off your list. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't know until you know, but I think it's important to be like, you know, you're not going to be friends with everyone. You're not going to work yeah. with everyone and you got to find your tribe, find your like-minded folks. Yep. And then you can really make some magic happen. That's how I feel. 
Oh my gosh, you hit the nail on the head with that one. As many people as, you know, I want to get to know, there's been many people that I also do not wish to get to know anymore because I have done the research. (laughs) And so, and that's okay. Either Mm -hmm. I did the research or I met them in person, like you said, and it was like a total non-vibe and it is totally fine. Both are great, great interactions because you you can get from it what you need. Either you really like them and there's something there or there's not and you can move on and that's great. Yeah. I have a question. When you were on your journey to starting this process, were you um, at a lower rate and then did people or planners that you wanted to work with say to you, girl, you got to raise this because no, they're not, my clients are going to look at you. Did you have any of that like growing in your business? I, I did. So I, in 20, probably this was probably 2021. I met up with a planner. We had interacted on social media for about six months or so before we met up, we happened to be going to the same event. And so we met up outside and, you know, we had this great dinner, great conversation. And, you know, the gate, this was like a game changer conversation for me because she told me at the end of the dinner, she was like, well, listen, like, I really love you. I really love your work and like all these things. But like, you're not at a place where I can currently refer right now based on your current price point. But if you ever, you know, decide to bring it up to, you know, X, Y, Z, let me know because I'd love to get you in front of some people. And I, I think my, I probably dropped my jaw open because at first I was so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Then, but then I kind of marinated on it. And I was like, okay, one good for her for protecting her brand and just being very transparent on that. And then two, I was like, okay, it's time to like, kick it up a level. Like that can't be the reason why you don't put me in front of somebody. It can be because they won't like their my style is not what they're looking for. It can be because of any myriad of reasons, but it can absolutely not be because of pricing. So, right. Yeah. Um, because I'm too low. Um, and so I literally from that point on started making massive overhaul changes in business. I've definitely had that happen. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah. I like the And I also knew not to approach somebody else before I got to a certain pricing point, which I think is important too. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's definitely um planners that I've come across that I'm like okay I'm not quite their price point yet because when I do go in front of them I want to make sure that I'm operating at the same level that they would expect their creative partners to operate exactly yeah yeah you don't want to be the lowest of the bunch which is exactly which is a hard lesson to learn and I had to learn myself you know like this Mm -hmm. one planner would always come to me for pricing or like for potential couples, but she never, right. she has never hired me to the state. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like E3 and just mm-hmm. realizing, oh, I was the lowest of the bunch that mm-hmm. she was showing. So I was the bottom feeder. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was too high. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all, it's like this really weird aha moment that's like so eye opening. Um, and for people listening, like I, we've said it a bunch of times on this podcast, like you're never priced too high <laughs> you're yep. probably priced too low yes nine um, times out of ten too yeah. low yeah it's crazy is it mm-hmm. but it is true <laughs> oh yeah i remember i had a one-to-one with um someone earlier this year and well with courtney 
<laughs> and so um, I told her, she, you know, she was asking me about competitors and whatnot. And I said, well, I'm not losing out to anybody like less than me, which I feel like is an easier pill to swallow. Like, <laughs> oh, like I'm just too expensive. I was like, I'm literally losing out to people that are at least five grand or higher than me. And she was like, yeah, you're, you're a red flag. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that is like the worst lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. She said that you're a red flag. Oh yeah. no. That needs to be a, a t-shirt. You're a red flag. <laughs> you're a red flag. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so interesting, you know, cause People who listen, I think our audience, you know, are starting out a few years in and they're, you know, the feedback sometimes is like, well, I'm too high. I think I'm too high. But it's like, no, you're too low. You're too low. Raise yeah. it up. Raise it yep. up. Just um, just do it. And, you know, uh, in the group, Wendy, um, who's been on the show, everyone has been on the show, but <laughs> yeah. Wendy um, K, you know, she shared this mm-hmm. TikTok about this uh, furniture designer mm-hmm. and she had these beautiful pieces and they were $125 and nobody would buy them. And then her neighbor in the booth was like, well, you should double it because it's too low. And she's like, no, 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 no one's going to pay 250. She's like, just double it. It's going to be, it's going to sell. And she changed the price tag and it sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Crazy. It's, been, it's crazy. Pricing psychology needs to be like its own course somewhere. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've I've done irresistible selling and like all the sales and the pricing. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's you know people don't teach you that. So like invest nope. in that. You know it's it will help you with your planner photographer relationship as well. You know if you it have will. this planner say to you, you got to raise a five k for me to even think about referring you. Like well, that's a wake up call. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. I love that. So, you know, at Tea with Janae, we love to give our listeners um, actionable steps, uh, th- you know, it's good takeaways, uh, things they can do like right after the show. Um, we like to put you to work <laughs> yeah. after listening. Um, you know, maybe you can share, you know, what tips do you have for them when it comes to the planner photographer relationship? Yes. So key takeaways, number one, make sure you're aligned in both brand and like personal values. That is so important and it is literally the groundwork for how that relationship will kind of progress over time. Um, Make sure you like them as a human first, like take planner, take vendor, creative partner, whatever you want to title it, take that out and just think about, do you like them as a human first? Always remember you are leaving your family to go work for somebody else's family for the weekend. And so you deserve to be in a positive, happy, healthy work environment. doesn't matter who they are, how great they are, how stellar. If they're not at the baseline, a, a human that you align with or a good person, then like, just do your research. Make sure you do yeah. um, And then two, approach it like dating. It's a long game. It takes time to develop. It's not like you go get drinks or coffee or you meet up one time and... You know, then you're expecting them to send you five clients for the next year. It takes time. It can take years. I literally just booked a wedding with somebody that I have been have like kind of stroking a a relationship with for almost three years now. Um, So it just it's a long game. But then when it happens, it is like this full circle, really happy moment. And it will probably be your favorite weddings that you do not necessarily because of the clients, but just because you were on a team where you felt valued and 
you had these friendships developed. So yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so powerful. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's very exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So excited. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh gosh. This has been amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. I, I, we could talk all day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just, I love your energy. I always have, even from afar. I've been such a fan. So this is like so exciting. I'm fangirling this morning. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we, you definitely come back on next year, new episode. That's right. We'll, we'll come up with a topic. That's so right. let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and of course, say hello online. Yes. So I'm at stationmatthews.com. I'm sure Janae will spell all that out for you. So I won't take up your time doing that. <laughs> but I'm at stationmatthews.com. And then I'm at Station Matthews on Instagram. So you can find me hanging out in both of those places. You got it. Yeah. And she's right. You guys can swipe on up right now. Click on the show notes. Click on the links and let Station know you listened to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. I You definitely have to come back on. And I can't wait to see you soon. Yes, thank you so much. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. Thanks so much for being here. And thank you, Stacia, for being our wonderful guest today. I hope to have you back on soon. If you guys want to find out more about Stacia and her services, so wipe on up, click on those show notes, and let her know you listened to today's episode. Well, that's it, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.